If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. Man, I, I just, you teed me up here. I've got to talk about this now. Oh, there uh, we go. Well, yesterday, um, was well it was actually april 21st so it was two days ago but it was the anniversary of um texas independence i didn't know that i was just like doing some random wikipedia research about uh cabeza de vaca (laughs) i don't know why but so yeah and i was like shoot it's like 1836 april 21st of the battle of san jacinto and then I was like looking up and they've got a, the battle actually happened right where I work now, uh, Deer Park, Texas. So like by Pasadena, I'm like, shoot, that's only an hour away. And I looked it up and they did, did a reenactment on uh, yesterday, the day after the battle. So I took Michael down there and we went and watched a reenactment um, of the battle. I mean, it's pretty, pretty lame, but still. <laughs> They're, they're, you know, just obviously a bunch of old guys, and there's about 20 of them, and the PA system was working very well, but it's still cool. Yeah. Um, the park is awesome. They've got a 500-foot uh, monument, like an obelisk, the big Texas star on top. You can go up to uh, the observation platform and look around. and Yeah, so that was cool. That's what I did yesterday, but it just reminded me of the whole Founding Fathers. That was, I didn't know about it until yesterday, that... You know, you hear about the Alamo and you hear about, um, well, I guess other massacres and stuff and about uh, Santa Ana and all that, but you don't really hear about, I had never heard about this battle, the the final, well, it wasn't the final one, but it was the first time in Texas. They captured Santa Ana, who was also the president of Mexico. Huh. Uh, Yeah, so that's the day that April 21st, 1836 is when the Republic of Texas was started. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, I'd never heard that. I mean, why is it that you hear about the Alamo, but you don't hear about the important battle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, sorry. I went off on a tangent. No, it's all good, man. I, I just learned something new yesterday. It's what, um, what the show's about, right? Yeah, well, there's the history part, right? There we go. We got one covered. <laughs> we got to get the history in where we dive into politics. Looking at this political political article, I was, <clears throat> um, I just was reading this in bed this morning when I woke up. It looks like they're going after Biden hard, man. Yeah, um, I think I think his time's done. They're sacrificing him to. The Gavin Newsom run. You think it's Gavin? I I think it has to be at this point. Yeah, I mean, who the hell else is it? I've heard. I heard a crazy, you know. So I I swore and I bet people money. I bet Nate money actually, that Michelle Obama would run this last time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing whispers that that might happen, but I I don't think she wants to. Is the problem. Big Mike? You don't think Big Mike wants to run? Big Mike. <laughs> have you 
Have you heard people calling and hear that? Oh, Michelle? Yeah. No, I haven't heard that. Have you, have you heard, like, that whole conspiracy theory? That no. uh, she's actually a dude? No. You, oh. Well, Gabe. <laughs> well, you, you, just, you just spelled it out for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because, like, so throughout Obama's presidency, he uh, called his wife Michael several times. What? Like, enough times where people were like, what? Why does he keep doing this? And there's a couple videos. Like, the most famous one is on uh, Michelle Obama's on Ellen. And she's dancing, and it looks like, you know, she's got something in her pants that ain't supposed to be there, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So people are... And, like, Joan Rivers, the comedian, you remember her? Uh, yeah. So, like, right before she died, she said that uh, Michelle Obama was was a man, and then she died. Um, so I see a big problem here in that they have two kids. So the, that's part of the conspiracy in that there's zero proof that they're actually theirs. They sure like they, look like them, though. They can't find pregnancy photos anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, apparently there's like some family... There's another couple that's friends of them that, where the kids look like spitting images of them. I gotta pull up some uh, pictures of Michelle Obama because I have never heard this before. I know it was like a Rush Limbaugh thing call her man hands, but <laughs> I thought that was just yeah. mean. That was a little below the belt, but... <clears throat> um, Let's see. Here's a picture of her back in... Old, she sure looks like a woman to me. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, if I can on a search it. engine that's not that's not the evil one, look yeah. up uh, look up that conspiracy. Let's see. I'm on DuckDuckGo. Michelle Obama man photos. That actually pops up as an option. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> okay. Here's her dancing on Ellen. Um, I see a crease in the pants. <laughs> there, it it looks like high. more than a crease. It's a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What? I mean, there's some pictures, but I still... I don't know. I don't know if I can go for this one. I mean, I'll have to do some more research, I guess, but I'm just kind of shocked because I've never heard this before. So I just <laughs> typed into uh, the Brave search engine, um, is Michelle Obama a man? Yeah. And some of the first articles, there's a, a PolitiFact. Yep. A fact check that says Michelle Obama was never a man. But then <laughs> the link right below that is from IMDb for a documentary that says irrefutable proof that Michelle Obama is a man. <laughs> irrefutable? What is that, a blood test? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. An XY chromosome? It's an independent documentary positing the theory that Barack Obama's spouse is male. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's too much for me, but... <laughs> 
excuse me. Now I'm with you on the big mic. Okay. <laughs> we've gotten that part. <laughs> nice little derailment there. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just think, I think there's a pretty solid case to be made that um, Barack is still the president right now. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's, I keep asking myself when I hear Biden speak and it's just incoherent and he's clearly got dementia and he's wandering around and chasing after the Easter Bunny and sniffing kids and stuff. I feel like, <laughs> I keep like, okay, who's who's the president? <clears throat> like, is has the president always been offsourced to all these aides and staffers? Is it just, is it not that critical of a position? Um, or <clears throat> is there, but who's organizing it? You know, is it just that all these leftists have such a similar ideology that they all can work together. Because you would think if there wasn't one person holding this show together with all these personalities in the White House, they would be going after each other constantly. There'd be scandals, and they'd be throwing people out of power. They'd be fighting, backfighting. There'd be stories leaked everywhere. So I think it seems pretty clear that there is a singular figure or a couple figures behind the scenes running this thing. And you had that Obama clip from a few years ago. He's like, yeah, I don't, I can't be president again. I don't really want to. But if I could sit in the basement somewhere with a headset on and tell somebody what to say, I could go for that. You know, the, it wasn't exactly those words. But he said, headset in a basement, telling somebody right. what to say. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, that was on the Stephen Colbert show. Oh, yeah? One of those late night shows. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's uh, a combination of him and um, Susan Rice. Oh, yeah. Because they, so after Obama's presidency, he kept an office in D.C. Mm-hmm. And Susan Rice moved in with them. Oh. Hmm. So. Yeah, because that was pretty unusual. Um, yeah. usually don't stay in Washington. Right. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think you're definitely onto something with that for sure. Yeah, because and it was the whole thing too when um, in the primaries when they picked Joe, it was like a it was a weekend over a weekend or something. They picked yeah. Joe and then everybody else dropped out. Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, um, there were a few hangers on, but you know, for maybe a week or something, but they weren't really serious anyways. Yeah, he was getting slaughtered in the primaries. Yeah, yeah, and they picked freaking Harris, who was the first one to drop out. Yeah, as the vice. So it's like they're just like, screw this. We don't care about popularity. We're picking Joe. All you other ones, drop out, and we'll give you a good cabinet position or something. Or with Bernie, they just gave him another house. Yeah, because the um, (laughs) the uh, Democratic Socialists is really, really greedy and loves that money. Go figure. I mean, that's that's kind of the way it is with all commies. Exactly. He's the one who cares the most about money. <laughs> yeah. The other ones are like, you know, we just want the power, Bernie. He's like, no, I want, I want the money. <laughs> Give me another book deal and a house, and then I'll be Yeah. Done. Let me come out and talk on the shows. So who the hell, I mean, it just seemed to me like, you know, is it Hillary? I always thought it might have been Hillary. It was, in my mind, it was Hillary or Obama who made that call. And the case against Hillary is that 
everybody hates her. But the case for her is that she is like royalty. She's like the yeah. royalty on the Democrat side. Um, and Obama actually has the power still. But, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, but, it's, I don't know. It's a tough one to narrow down, but uh, maybe they're all, it's all just like a team effort. But that's what I'm saying is if it's a team effort, you would think with all these power plays and personalities, there would be much more fighting going on. You'd be seeing leaks to the press, you know, trying to sabotage people and people going out and slandering each other, but they don't. They just work seamlessly together. I think right now the like the greater good is what they're going for. Like they need this enslavement into the one world government, like everybody doing Schwab's blueprint, you know. So it's like once they get that, then I think there'll be a lot more infighting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that could be. They were they were all unified against Trump for the last few right. years. That was what held them together. And now, yeah, they're just trying to pound the agenda home as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, well, yeah, so <clears throat> your theory is Gavin Newsom, and clearly he's making a play. Um, he's going around and basically campaigning uh, now. Right. So then who else? Who else is there? Do you know that he's also Pelosi's nephew? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, you should, uh, that should be another research topic. Like, look up, like, kind of like the history of California politics and, like, the Pelosi's and the Newsom's have been involved for, like, decades. Yeah, and I know Nancy is, like, the daughter of some mob boss, too, so that's not yeah. surprising. Ugh, that's just depressing now. She's the nephew of Pelosi. Or he is. Yeah. Oh, he might be a she, you know. You never know. <laughs> what does it matter anymore? I thought that's just normalized. Yeah. Be whatever you do you want. Know that, do you know that his ex-wife, uh, Newsom's ex-wife, is Donald Trump Jr.'s new girlfriend? Yes, I, yeah, I heard that. It's just, damn it, it's, it's an oligarchy, man. That's yeah. what it is. It's a bunch of, let's say it's 50. It, is 50 a good number? It's 50 families. And they're, yeah. And then there are various connections and hanger on, hangers on. It's like, it's it's like the old Republican Rome. The, yeah. The, uh, what the hell? The, the patriarchs, the patrician class. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Because, and then you've got this Kennedy dude coming up, sticking his head up again. It's like he's just one of the old family members coming up for to try his, you know, hand at it. Yeah. It's just a bunch of families. You could probably trace them all back to. They're all just old money. I mean, who who isn't? I mean, there's some senators, there's some Congress people who aren't. But if you go to like a presidential season and the people who put their name in the ring with any seriousness behind it. It's like... Right. Uh, like the Bushes? Yes. 
Exactly. Man, I would Did you know? About them. Oh, you sorry. told me about that. No, go for it, because you told me about this. Oh, I was going to take it off the bushes and go to back to Trump for a second. Okay, go for it. Um, do you know that when uh, Nikola Tesla died, the government official that came in to collect his belongings in his, his work was um, related to Donald Trump? It's like his great uncle or like great grandfather or something. Oh man, this is depressing. I don't know why it's depressing, but <laughs> it's like it is an oligarchy. It is. It's just an oligarchy. Oh shit! You know. Did you know that oh. when he was working for the CIA, George Herbert Walker Bush? Uh, was in Dallas when Kennedy got killed. Yes, <clears throat> yes, I knew that. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it, I'm sure. No. I it's mean, just a chance. Yeah, even though the CIA admitted to killing him, Bush had nothing to do with it. Dude, this, the, it just keeps sounding like Republican Rome. It's just... Yeah. It, why wouldn't it be, though? That's the thing. Why would, if you get these elite power circles in the most powerful country in the world, why wouldn't it look exactly like Republican Rome? Yeah, it's a great question. We just, we just don't see the minutiae behind the scenes. And we're looking at little segments of current history where when we look back at Rome, we see it all play out over time. So right. the narratives become more obvious, you know, just, you know, assassinations, political leverage, you know, smear jobs, propaganda, and all this just lawsuits and defamation. It all goes back and forth, and you see it when you look back at the whole picture of Rome, whereas we don't see it as much up close and personal, you know, just looking at day-to-day -day politics today, but it's like, oh, you know, you just, you look at like a narrative, oh, Julius Caesar's father and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's these factions of Crassus and Pompey and they've got all their underlings and their agendas. And it, it's like, well, you just replace that with the Bush dynasty. And you have yeah. This upstart Obama coming in. And yeah. Right. I think they just have us so distracted with garbage. Yes. The bread like, circuses thing. Yeah, like we're too worried about, you know, whatever the latest TikTok craze is or whatever type of commie crap they're trying to push into the schools and we're so distracted with that that we just, I don't know, so apathetic towards actually voting for a quality candidate. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even think voting matters at this point. I, was I haven't that. thought... What's that? I was going to say that. So, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Thanks. No, like, I mean, I hadn't voted since Ron Paul ran the first time. So what was that, 2008? No. So I hadn't voted since 2008. Uh, I did vote in 2020. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's... They pick who they want. They stuff the ballots. And you can say what you want about the 2020 election, but, like, 
to even think that our elections for decades, if not like centuries, haven't been compromised is, I mean, that's a bit naive to me. Yeah. Like they, the, the, the machine picks who the machine wants. They give you the illusion of choice. You know, they'll throw you some bones here or there with like, oh, we'll let this, you know, you know, uh, like you said, this non, uh, non-familial dynasty person come in to get like this Congress spot in like Alaska or something. Mm-hmm. But these other ones, like they, they handpick these states of like who, who's important. It's just like this constant chess game while giving us the illusion of choice. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you, and it doesn't really matter, you know, in the grand scheme of things to the oligarchy, if you pick a Democrat or a Republican, if, right. you know, they're both basically the in-group anyways. Exactly. That's why Trump was, you know, it putting together the pieces of this Trump derangement syndrome, why they were so panicked, is he's got to be one of the first presidents in... I don't know, a hundred years that just came in and took the presidency legitimately and wasn't part of the club. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I I struggle with that last part. You know, like, I mean, dude's rich. He's been rich for a long time. He's hung out in those circles. Like, he has to, you know. But he's also the most investigated president of probably of all time mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten anything on them yeah so you know <laughs> i don't know the longer the more time goes by the guy is just looking cleaner and cleaner and cleaner which is hilarious because that's like the opposite of what they want to portray right but i got friends a friend in particular who just oh trump man nothing sticks to him he's just you know he's that shady and that evil that he just gets off all these charges you know that's that's the perception it's not that they've investigated him and he's clean it's no he's just that slippery he can get out he's just that evil i mean you know that's a possibility too though you know maybe he just knows how to move that money around like when he was coming up the mob was big in new york so he knew you know Whose palms to grease? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, that's so maybe he's just got the... But but then you look at, like, these judges and, like, this DA in New York who, I mean, hate him. Mm-hmm. Ran on, like you th- on suing him and putting him in jail. Yeah. So you think that they would be like, no, we're not taking money and we're going to get you on this. But then they can't. Well, the case was so damn flimsy. I'm not a lawyer, but... <laughs> No, I am yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah. Gabe Esquire, okay? <laughs> there you go. Um, But damn, they didn't have anything. They had nothing yeah. on it, like hush money, and he used campaign money. Oh, well, he didn't use campaign Wait, his lawyer paid up and, and hush money, and that's done all the time, and it's totally legal. Like, and then they got 35 felony counts on this one thing. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> We can see right through this. It's obvious. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of wild. But that's the distraction. That's the game. Right. Meanwhile, exactly. <laughs> the World Economic Forum. I've got to do more research on them. I just keep hearing more and more, like, crazy stuff, and 
I'm just like, I don't know. Doesn't sound right to me. They can't be that evil. But Oh, I got I mean Oh, sorry, go for it. I was gonna say for all intents and purposes they are. And what I don't get is is how they have all these countries following, you know, what they want to do. And it's like what's the draw for that? Because you have to centralize the power somewheres. So whether it's Macron, whether it's the American government, whether it's uh, whoever is the, the new British PM, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, who... Rishi. Was it Rishi? I think so. Sorry, I, I'm interrupting you a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's all good. Uh, Trudeau, and then uh, who is it that chick in uh, New Zealand just stepped down and they got another commie guy in there. I forget uh, his name. But yeah, I mean, all these these heads of state all just marching in lockstep, following the WEF's guidelines. But for what? What is the end goal? Someone, you know, whether it's a one-world government, whatever, someone is going to be in control. So you are ceding control. You're ceding power. You're losing out on that power. And f- so what's the end goal? Like, like, I don't understand. Like, what's to keep you from, you know, doing that? Well, if all... Also, if they have that much dirt on people, I don't know. I'm just thinking, if you're part of the... You come up in this uh, World Economic Forum, and you're a young global leader, and look at the perks. You get installed as a president of a country, and then you're still a member of this club, so... And Klaus Schwab's going to die soon, so you're looking at it, and it's another ladder to climb, basically... You're already in the club, and it's only a matter of time until you're the president of the World Economic Forum. Or so is that what it is? They're all just trying to vie for a shot at Schwab's title. Yeah, I, I mean, why not, right? That's what they are—is ladder climbers. They're, they're set up to do it. I guess, man. That's just—I don't know. Got the amount of sociopath that you need to have in your bloodstream for that is beyond me yeah well i mean king or queen of the world sounds pretty good i guess i mean not to me but that's what i'm saying man i just want to like live on a ranch and like provide for my family and just be left alone i don't want like world domination a lot of that's like comic book villain crap yeah i don't want to be in charge of that (laughs) what if you screw up and a bunch of people die well, they I mean, they don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be happy about that. That's Get kind Bill of the cool. Gates' depopulation stuff. Oh, boy. I Before we get off of this, I got a kind of a backtrack here, but I read this story. Man, the New York Post is kicking butt lately. I mean, for the past couple of years, actually. They just... They're like a legitimate newspaper at this point in time. Wait, what the hell did they do? Didn't they get sued by somebody because they... Shoot, what was that? The Biden laptop thing? Oh, is that what it was? I think so. They were the only news source to report on that as as factual. Yeah. And then they got in big trouble for that. They got kicked off of, uh, like, Twitter and all that stuff. That's what... Yeah, that's what it was. And they've just been running wild since then. They're just going nuts. It's not like they got checked and they like, oh, we'll be good and play the game. They just went the other way, I swear. Good. <laughs> um, the, so this 
This head, the Biden's corrupt, Biden's corrupt web unravels before our eyes. Is the story I read today, and they're talking about how there's this uh, IRS whistleblower coming out and talking about how there's a bunch of Biden family members getting money from China and how the uh, top members of Biden's cabinet have been uh, instrumental in covering up their crimes, basically, and how, you know, Merrick Garland is stopping investigations into the Bidens. And I mean, it lays it out right here, like this story in the New York Post. Like, all that needs to happen is for justice to be done, and freaking most of the Bidens should be in jail. Um, yeah. The sad thing is, like, a lot of people knew that and tried to warn it, but people were just, they fed into that orange man bad yeah. and looked past it. Because, hey, at least, he, at least he's not going to tweet mean, you know? And it's just like, we just got some evil people in there now, though. I mean, starting with yeah. Biden and his family, but geez, I mean, this lays out how um, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, worked for Hillary in 2016, and he was behind the whole Steele dossier. Um, and then wow. it deals out uh, Blinken. What did Blinken do? Shoot, I got to read back. He was... Uh, I think Blinken was part of putting together the 51 signers of that Intel agency letter about the Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, yeah, I did read about that part. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the game. You go in there, you you lie your ass off and just create these false stories, rope the media in to say the right things, and then guess what? Now you're national security advisor. It's not like you're qualified to do that. You're just... <laughs> have you watched have you watched the interviews for like I mean you name the position anybody that is coming forward to like be put for like the the head of like the FAA and they couldn't answer the basic questions about flight <laughs> and air, not that I could either but I'm also not in the running for this position right yeah. like I would not be if somebody was like hey do you want to run the FAA I'd be like absolutely not I know nothing about planes <laughs> You know, I, I don't know how they fly that I feel like it's fake somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But like this guy, like they'll ask him like, you know, or like, uh, they ask the guy for the, that he's trying to put in the, the ATF. They ask him about guns and he's just like, uh, I'm not as much of an expert as you. Uh, so I, I probably have to leave that to Congress to decide. And it's like, then how can... You're the, like the regulators of that, and you, and you don't know anything about guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave it to Congress. I'm not an expert. I'm just the head of the ATF. I'm, yeah, I like, get out like, of more here. the tobacco part. I don't really know anything about firearms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here because I know a lot about tobacco. Well, tell us, no, I actually know nothing about that either. <laughs> yeah. Just... No, it's, no, his qualification is, or whomever it is, I don't even know the particulars, but it's I hate guns and I want to ban them. I'm going to do everything I can yeah. to do that. Yeah. That's it. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Kind of in the same vein, I saw um, on Instagram, Babylon B posted this thing, this video of uh, 
there's like a skit where like this this girl came in and was like, hey, I'd like to get a tattoo. And he's like, cool, how old are you? Or like, are you 18? She's like, well, well, no. He's like, well, I, I mean, I can't do that. I go and, you know, go to jail. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, can I buy like a beer and like some cigarettes? He's like, no, you, you know, you're not 18. It's like went through this whole list of things you can't do unless if you're 18. Then she's like, okay, well, can I just get uh, irreversible like transition surgery? <laughs> and he's like, absolutely. <laughs> And it's just like, I mean, that's mind-boggling. Like, dude, you can't get a tattoo at the age of five. Like, that would be like if, if somebody came in with, like, a five-year-old kid that had, like, a Mike Tyson face tattoo, they'd be looked at as horrible parents. Because, like, this kid has a face tattoo, but yet you can, you know, put puberty blockers in, stunting their growth, and castrate your kids... Because they're you're affirming who they are, yeah. But they can't get a tattoo. They just raised the you can't get cigarettes unless if you're 21. That's a federal law now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like none of it makes sense. None of it does. I so I just think this just the fighting about it, you know, that's going on and mm -hmm. all the controversy about the trans issue it's it just came up so fast you know it, yeah and it just feels like a distraction to me i have strong feelings about it yes as well i mean i obviously you don't want kids to do this but it just why it just feels like a distraction to me like i don't think the american people in the end are going to put up with this and it's just it just feels like a short-term thing to me. That's that's all. You know, the whole, like, tranny on the can thing. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think it's the constant, um, the give-and-take situation where, like, the left is going to, I don't know, push, like, all this crazy stuff. And then the people are going to be like, oh, we hate this. So let's just vote for the right, and then the right gets in, and they're like, uh, yeah, you know, we just we, we can't undo everything, so we're going to try our best. And, like, the right just never actually does anything, so it's like it's constantly two steps forward, one step back. Mm -hmm. So we're still making progress towards going over the cliff. Yeah. Always. Like, they never just pull back. That ratchet. It's the ratchet effect. <clears throat> yeah. The only time they've ever gone back was when uh, Biden got into office and he undid everything Trump did. Everything. Because we just get ruled by executive order now. There's no, like, like Congress doesn't make yeah. laws. They have, you know, like the ATF make laws and the EPA make laws and all this stuff, all these bureaucracies that aren't even in the Constitution. And the president can't do anything because, I mean, both sides are just so impotent that, you know, they only want to get their elitist agenda done. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, a bunch of bureaucracy laws and then executive orders. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't had a budget passed since, I think, Obama's first term. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that wild, dude? Yeah. It's, it's the administrative state, basically. Yeah, it's just, it, 
it's gotten so big that it's its own entity now. It's its own branch of government that's probably, uh, it's the administrative state, and then a step below that is the president, and then Senate, Congress just don't mean a damn thing. No. Because, you know, yeah, they, they're not even doing their constitutionally mandated job. That's like step one for Congress is you got to pass the spending. Like, they're, they're in charge of the money. That's that should be the most important role, and they're not doing their job. They just pass. Oh, the debt ceiling! Oh my God, we're gonna default, and we can't hit the debt ceiling. We have to raise it. That's all they do is just raise the debt ceiling. It's just yeah, because all they do is just spend money. Yeah. And it's like I mean, maybe this is why we need you know basic business math in schools or something. But that's not how budgets work. <laughs> you don't just say, oh, this is how much we're gonna take in. So this is how much we can spend, and then you just you spend it all, and then you're like, oh, even if we spend more, who cares? You can just print money, and then you blame Russia on it when Russia has nothing to do with it other than we're printing money to launder over in the country that we're trying to keep so we can keep our slush funds going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... Dang, every single person in Washington needs to be kicked out, dude. Yeah, well, it's that administrative state, too. It's, I mean, I've been, this whole week I've been going through, in one form or another, OCHA training. And it is sickening. I came to the realization yesterday, or uh, on Friday, I guess, I went through this six-and-a-half-hour class. uh, And it, it it was basically spelling out to me over and over again that the fuel... The oil companies are government entities. I mean, every single aspect from the top all the way to the bottom is regulated by OSHA. And that's just one government agency. I mean, they the government runs the oil companies. And basically any big company is regulated at every single level. You know, how they do work how they report it, how they build their plants, um, how they train their workers, you know, how work is done, you know, well, then you go to the financial side and it's how they put their budgets together and do their taxes. It's the government has gotten so big that it has absorbed almost every major business in this country. It's the administrative state that's doing that too. I mean, just look at the IRS. Yeah, they, they just hired 87,000 agents, what, a couple years ago or a year ago, and now they're talking about hiring another 20,000. Like, what, what do you think they're going to be doing? They're going to be auditing every single American. Yeah. Just, just, that's the problem here is that administrative state. That's tr- yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people need to lose their jobs. That's that's all I know. Yeah, and that's that's where the budget comes from. You know, when they talk about, oh man, we got you know we can't go over the debt ceiling and why you know where is all this money going? Where is it going? It's going to these agencies, and then they're redistributing you know a lot of it to buy Americans off. But you know, this is damn depressing. (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. Let's talk about Event 201 and how they're going to kill us. That's <laughs> <laughs> some nice, uplifting, family-friendly talk here. Mm. 
That's true. I've never thought about the show being family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what what did you research about Event 201? Uh, well, you know, so the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and a bunch of other people got together and gamed out this, um, oh, the World Economic Forum, too. They're a, they're a sponsor of this. And uh, John Hopkins, it says right down here at the bottom of the page. Well, I'm on their website, centerforhealthsecurity.org. Event 201. It was a war game that happened a few years ago where they talk about what if a zoonotic virus, a novel virus, comes out from bats and gets into pigs and then infects the world? What will happen? Um, and they go through the financial issues, you know, the issues about how we're going to keep the supply chain going, blah, blah, blah. They, they war game out how the world's going to deal with the novel virus. Um, they call it caps, I think, in their, their, uh, little game. They got all these people at a table, you know, whatever, multi-day event. And it just so happens they did this, uh, October. October 18th in New York, uh, 2019, which by my math is like a month before coronavirus came out. Isn't that about right? Wasn't it like November? Yeah, it was around in there. Yeah. So it was in China around that time. This is, uh, I think these people are prophets. Honestly, I mean, to have gamed this out at this exact time and be one month or even a couple days ahead of this outbreak of exactly what they were talking about, that is, I mean, that is genius level. That is godlike powers. Or, <laughs> or maybe they kind of knew about this, you know? And actually, it turns out when you go into some of the organizations behind them, they're actually working with, uh, you know, Eco Health Alliance. And uh, if you don't know, Eco Health Alliance was funding gain of function research in China at Wuhan. Um, so, and they were getting money from the NA, N, what is it called? The National Institute NIH. of Health, NIH, they were getting grants that Fauci, Anthony Fauci approved to do this gain of function. So what EcoHealth Alliance does is they go out and they find viruses in the wild, they bring them back to a lab, and they research, you know, cures and vaccines and whatever, you name it. Uh, and their whole idea is we got to get ahead of these things before they come out of the animal population. But the other side that they don't talk about is the gain of function. So they take these viruses and they mutate them and they change them and combine them with other viruses and train them on humanized mouse lungs, uh, basically putting human DNA into mouse lungs to make them more like human lungs. And then they train these viruses until they become more lethal. 
just you know for science just so they can you know get ahead of these things <laughs> so they're creating the very thing that they are saying that they're trying to stop so they're, they're playing God they're doing what nature wouldn't necessarily do and may never do and they're doing it with the stated purpose of getting ahead of it and then it turns out this tangled web and this event 201 I mean they they released this damn thing they made COVID and they released it intentionally I can't I mean I can't see anything other than that at this point it's I mean, logically, if you just kind of follow the dots, I mean, you're not wrong. It's, the, 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 to me, there's just no other way about it. Unless it was an accident. I mean, so let's say, all right, so these people, this event 201, World Economic Forum, let's say they don't know about it. Let's say EcoHealth Alliance is just doing this gain-of-function research behind the scenes. And they're pinging back to these other people in the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates and whomever, and they're saying, guys, this could be a real problem. This is serious. And they're doing it to get more funding, right? Because right. the more scared they get people of these zoonotic viruses that come from the animal population, they're like, this could be a pan- This is where the next pandemic's coming from. And they say that in all the literature. They're like, more and more often, we're having spillovers from animal populations. Okay, so I guess that's a legitimate thing to do. But the gain of function, that's a bridge too far. They're actually creating these things and specifically creating them to be very good at infecting humans. And now what's the next step? Well, you create antivirals then, right, to get ahead of it or you create very specialized vaccines like mnRNA mnRNA I can't say it damn it RNA mRNA vaccines that are specifically tailored to the virus that you've identified but then you get kind of a conflict of interest at this point in my opinion because you can just what if we just accidentally release this little virus here and scare the crap out of people and now we get billions and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars to make these vaccines it's they're basically encouraged to do this because they're making money on the research to make the virus and then they're making money on the back end to create the cure it's it's a perverse incentive and um you yeah sorry i've been rambling here but no it's great information uh i just wanted to make sure that we stated that the head of the nih is also fauci's wife oh oh no i actually didn't know that so i wanted to make sure that yeah i want to make sure that was out there wow um so she's the one who so the nih basically regulates uh you know like what fauci could do and it's his wife. Wow. So, I mean, the, throughout pretty much since his existence, um, 
big pharma and FDA, like they constantly switch, like the person in charge of the FDA will come from, you know, say Pfizer or something. And then once they step down, they'll go to Pfizer or I don't know, whatever another drug company is. Moderna yeah. or whatever. And, you know, and they just, they, they constantly, you know, go back and forth. Like it's, it go, plays into what we were talking about earlier with that oligarchy. And just everything is so incestuous and just gross that, like, I mean, the whole thing needs to <laughs> come down, you know? Well, you know, it may seem, you know, if you were to just hear what I said for the first time, you would think I was a lunatic. But. It does sound crazy. I, you know, I admit it, but. You just. Sorry, I cut you oh, off. No, no. You, you just look at it. The information's out there. Just the first thing, yeah. Event 201. They're wargaming the exact thing that they're talking about. And it happens. Like, they, they're researching this, right? You know? People know mm -hmm. that they're researching a coronavirus, a SARS virus that comes from bats in a lab in China. Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they think that that might be the next pandemic. Um, so then they're wargaming it. They're wargaming what would happen if this comes out. So they know about this. They know about this specific virus. They're working on it. The government's funding it. And then it just so happens to leak out. Maybe that was an accident. I mean, I'll give them that. The timing is impeccable, but... You know, because, you know, they might have wanted a few more years to actually implement this plan that they're talking about to make sure that people are more resilient and countries are more resilient. So, okay, the timing doesn't really matter. It just happened to leak out. But, you know, they knew exactly what this virus was from day one. They knew who created it. They know where it came from. Why did we have all this... Ah. I'm still putting the pieces together, but you should look at the other stuff that they're actually um, concerned about. Uh, this EcoHealth Alliance, because if you look at that list, that's what they're actually researching and experimenting with at these labs. And it's not just Wuhan. I'm sure it's in a bunch of other countries like Ukraine, for example. But um, they've got this NEPA virus. <laughs> uh, and that's the one that they were could have been wargaming instead of COVID, actually. Uh, NEPA and it's uh, it's mortality rate is much higher I think it's like 60% or something um, and they're also researching uh, AIDS as well I believe HIV um, yeah so I guess we can just <laughs> thank our lucky stars that uh, it was COVID and not one of these other ones that got out this time have you seen Have you seen the video, uh, the videos of um, Fauci on HIV in the eighties? Oh my gosh, yeah, I've I've heard a lot about it and how he just absolutely threw that up and said you can get it from the breakfast cereal box and stuff like that. Yeah, he was saying like you shouldn't let your kids hug a gay person because you can get HIV. Like he's the reason why. I mean, one, I, he's the reason why uh, AIDS still exists. Yeah. Two, um, I think he's a big reason um, why people 
to this day still distrust gay people so much because he put such a fear of that into people just ludicrous things and they got scared just like you know people are so like there's still people today we just uh, came out of church today and there's a guy sitting in there with a mask yeah. on and it's like they have people so scared of this stuff that like I don't know man yeah and what is that I think I think HIV was man made as well yeah I've heard that I've definitely heard that it, why not? I mean, if, if you've got Anthony Fauci involved and that's his epic pet project and then he goes out and creates a bunch of drugs that they make big money on that just happen to kill people, you know, it's so far, you know, his track record kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's a mad scientist. He's literally, exactly. That's exactly what he is. Oh my gosh. I think, I can't remember if I said that before, but it's on this show or not, but it's so frustrating. I always thought like a big world supervillain would like, I don't know, look like Hulk Hogan and be, you know, be extra smart. You'll be like this cunning, like giant evil person that was like formidable, but it's not. It's just a bunch of nerds and mad scientists. And it's just, it, I mean, that's depressing, man. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all, the funny thing is, they're nerds and mad scientists, but they're just, like, the most incompetent people you could possibly imagine. It's corruption. They're just, like, they're little, they're mobsters. They're just mobsters. Communist nerd yeah. mobsters. <laughs> they, they just, they have, they climb to the top of these organizations. And who knows how they got there, you know? It's, it's just, it's politics. <laughs> I got a few yeah, ideas it, of how they got there. It's politics, man. That's what it comes down to, is you you don't become head of the NIH or whatever the head of uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, like Fauci. You don't get there by being competent. You get there by being a politician. You get there, competence has nothing to do with it. It's just who you network with, who you know, who you can bribe with money. You know, that's what he does. He's in charge of giving grants for research. And I guess so is his wife. So you better know Fauci. You better go to dinner with Fauci. You know, and you better be paying for that dinner if you want to get a grant. I want to know what Bill Gates did on Epstein Island. I, I don't want to know. That, okay, fair enough. I, I can guess what... But I do... Yeah, I can guess too, and it's not good. But I want him to admit, I want to know how many times Fauci met with Epstein, because you know that had to happen. That for sure happened. Because Epstein, Epstein was a humanist um, eugenicist as well. Yeah. He, he had a spot in uh, New Mexico where he's working on... Oh, what was it? Something some type of scientific uh, crazy mad scientist stuff I can't remember some about transplanting some basically you know living forever yeah it, dude <laughs> there's so many rabbit holes uh, you can I know right it just never ends well it's cause there's so much going on these people are just 
constantly doing crazy shit. They got a lot of money and a lot of power. They're just doing stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Fauci, he, at the time of the COVID thing, when it started, he was the highest paid person in government. Which is wild. Think about that. Like, doesn't that usually indicate, you know, the president of a company is usually the guy who's making the most money, right? Wouldn't you think? Ideally, yeah. I mean, he was making more money than the president of the United States. And I know that's just bureaucratic. That's just because he was there for 50 years. But still, just on its face, doesn't that seem weird? I'm not trying to make anything of that. It's just... He's the highest paid government agent. And then he's making millions on the side doing other stuff, too. I mean, it's just more to add to the puzzle, you know? It's just, you know, you're not saying that, hey, this is what's happening, but when Bill Gates is out there on video, which you can easily find, saying how, you know, the world needs less people... And then he's the one who's like investing in all these vaccines and buying up all this farmland. It makes you kind of pause and think about it a bit. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, Bill Gates made tons of money at the beginning, and he was pushing, pushing the vaccines hard, and he was invested in in whatever it was, Pfizer. He made a ton of money. Then he sold his shares, and then he's like softens a little bit on the vaccines. Like, well, they don't really do that much. They're not that great. It's like, dude, so you were just saying these things for money. Uh, that's obvious at this point, right? <laughs> uh, Bill Gates and his man boobs are one of the most disgusting people I've ever seen. I cannot stand that guy. These people, they're so old, too. I mean, just any one of these people. Yeah. Why? These old, unhealthy people. This same guy who gave us Windows XP is now in charge of a virus and in charge of a vaccine. That was one of the worst operating systems I've ever seen in my life. Couldn't keep a virus out of that, but you, this vaccine that you're, you know, claiming, that's going to be... No, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. This is depressing. Well, you know, I was listening... No, shoot, I shouldn't say it. I was listening to AHA... Uh, a couple days ago, I mean, he gets wild, but he was talking about how he called this years ago and they were going to release a virus, and now he's like, yeah, and this is just phase one. Phase one is the test run, and then phase two, they released the real one, and it's all about <laughs> the control and locking people down. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll wait, I'll wait. I don't believe you, but, you know, but then on the other hand, it's not like EcoHealth Alliance went away. It's not like this money to do gain a function went away. They're still doing it, man. Right. And they've got more money to do it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not participating in lockdowns and no, stuff anymore. I'm, I'm over that no stuff. No more masks. You know, unless it's... That's the, that's no. the problem, though is the way they've gone about this is so incompetent. So they locked us down over a virus that was known to be very mild. Now, if they try to do the same strategy, 
with a serious virus with a, let's say, greater than 50% mortality rate, now they've just primed the public to not comply. They're like, oh yeah, we know this game. We, you locked us down for years and took away our jobs and closed our churches, for God's sakes. And you think people are going to comply again? I don't think so. And hey, maybe that's the plan. Maybe Mr. AJ's right. If they just happen to accidentally release this Nipah virus, now nobody's going to be wearing masks. I mean, some people will, but there's going to be a lot less compliance. Um, and it's it's going to go wild. But, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, do you remember when the Zika virus was hitting yeah, pretty hard? Yeah. Like, they were trying to worry about that. There was an Ebola outbreak. There was... Now, when I was in school, uh, there's a meningitis outbreak. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the swine um, flu, there, I think you know, it was in 2009. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, swine flu, the avian bird flu, um, mad cow disease was going around in, like, the early 2000s. Or, you know, there's all this stuff that, like, outbreaks and, like, getting people scared and worried. And, you know, I, I mean, me personally, I've never gotten any of these. Um, I've never... Uh, transferred it to anybody like i personally am not worried about any of these things i have a great immune system uh i eat good food i don't you know eat mcdonald's every day uh so like i mean my health my my immune system is pretty solid i'm not i'm not worried about any of that i'm worried so like i <laughs> well i mean i'm I, I mean, the, I personally, like, will not get anything. And if I do get something, like, I don't know. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Like, I'm just, you know. Well. I'm not going to live my life in fear and and cave an inch to these scumbags. Well, that is true, the living in fear part. Because in the end, there really is nothing you can do about it. I mean, if there was a lethal virus out there, you, you just got to get it. There's no way to hide from it. I mean, you'd have to yeah. completely isolate yourself from humanity forever. Um, because... Which also is the, not a bad idea. It's not idea. a bad idea. I, I'm just saying. You'd have, to, <laughs> you'd have to have a farm in the middle of nowhere and then, like, shoot anybody on site who came by. Uh, and you still might get it because animals spill over. But, yeah, it's that's true. There's really nothing you can do about it if it happens. So. At the height of COVID, I was trying to have COVID parties. If one of my friends said, hey, I got COVID, I was like, hey, let's hang out, man. I want to get this thing and, like, get my immunities and be done with it, yeah. you know? I'm pretty sure I came over to your house like, and, I, I just, and I had it. You sure did. And guess what? Didn't I, get I, it. I don't know. How do you know? Did you ever test for antibodies or anything? Did you? Yeah. I've never tested positive. I, I, uh, I Not antibodies. I haven't tested for antibodies, but I had to take a test for uh for work because uh my foreman got sick and he tested positive so he thought i got him sick because i had like a cold so i tested negative that's weird i've never tested positive that's for covid really bizarre man and i've, I've taken you multiple get tests sick often or ever you've never no. get the flu or anything i'm the flu no i oh, rarely rare. get the flu you have got it 
I mean, in my lifetime, yes. But, like, in the past, like, ten years, I, I think I'd say no. That's that's impressive. You should be a... a you should, somebody should study you. I've thought about that, <laughs> but I don't trust the government. Give them your DNA and have them experiment on you. Next thing you know, you'll be on white padded room with your brain getting cut open or something. Exactly. They lobotomize <laughs> me and just keep taking my blood. They'll have you in a room just hooked up, just just taking your blood, making those new vaccines. Like, I'll get a cold, like, maybe once a year, and that's, huh. that's about it. So, you take vitamins and stuff? You said no? No. Just eating healthy. I, I don't take... Yeah, just eating healthy, like working out probably minimally, uh, sunlight to make sure I get outside. Sorry, my kids are just happening to and be like, playing piano in the background. This is a great time to do it, but so sunlight. You know, I was enjoying it, a little background music. It was <laughs> what a right. wonderful time. I, jeez. <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Sorry, there's nothing. We'd have to do this at like midnight or something if I want to quiet my house. But, oh, it's all good, man. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't get sick often, but... <laughs> oh, there's my fur child real. screaming. It's real life, people. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, hold on. Uh, I think we got to study him. I don't know. I tried my hardest to get him the COVID. I had a... Well, no, I What's that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Was that when I uh, oh. helped you fix that first uh, water spigot? Okay, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I almost set your house on fire. I'm just kidding. I didn't even yeah, come close. Good times. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's so hard to solder pipes and have water in them. But, you know, there was nothing I could do in that yeah. scenario. Got her done. But hey, it still works, so that's that's all that matters. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I just I I think if more people did that, uh, kind of like what we said the last time uh, we did we recorded, um, it's it's a fallacy to think that uh, you know eating eating fast food is cheaper than than eating healthy. Yeah, hundred percent. The the initial purchase. Is is cheaper? Yes, I'll give you that. But food, I think Americans need to reevaluate how they look at food and what's the point of it. Because if you look at like, I mean, European countries, um, it's more of kind of an event, and they eat ex- way healthier than we do. Yeah, just Those, way healthier. Oh, sir. And, uh, I mean, I was just going to say, um, you know, we, we just, America has this, this culture of consuming constantly. And, I mean, the amount of commercials on there for McDonald's, Burger King, you know, all these fast food places, always getting the latest and greatest and Oh, there's something new at Taco Bell, and they make it look so cool, but, like, this stuff is so bad for you. It's just nothing but chemicals and just fake food. 
and we consume that and we wonder why you know america has an obesity problem why autism is on the rise why cancer is on the rise why all these diseases are on the rise because we're just eating chemicals yeah, yeah for sure it's yeah. the snow of the sugar man i every time i go to the gas station i'm seeing people filling up on these gigantic things just i don't even know what are they 48 ounces or something and just think of the amount of sugar in there that's yeah. just killing you it's literal poison spiking yeah. your blood sugar getting insulin resistance it's hardening your arteries it's just that is death it's liquid death um on the cheapness thing though, i gotta tell you i made a split pea uh soup uh split green pea soup the other day and it was like two or three gallons of soup so it lasted us a while it was it cost like twelve dollars <laughs> for that amount of soup and most of the Twelve dollars yeah, for two gallons about, of soup. So we got the ham on sale, so it was, it was about nine bucks. I'm trying to do the math here. I think it was about nine bucks for the ham, and we ate most of the ham. I just threw the ham bone in there and some of the scrap pieces and fat, um, and then mm-hmm. took that down through a couple bags of the green peas and one of black eyed peas in there, um, and uh, an onion and some spices. I, I mean. It, it bulked up really good. You can get those little bags of green peas for like a dollar fifty. Man, it was a lot of food for really cheap, and we ended up not eating it all, of course, because it was just way too much. But I'm just thinking, man, I could have just thrown that in a, a can and just canned that and had homemade canned split green pea soup sitting on the shelf. Talking about cheap, yeah, and it was good. It yeah. was really good too. So that it's it's way cheaper to eat good food, way cheaper. Long. But it's, I mean, then it's like you also pay for the convenience, you know, like oh, I just got off work, got to get the kids the you know soccer practice, got to get them to ballet or whatever, got got to get home. Let's just get fast food on the way home because then once we get home, then we got to help them with homework, then we got to watch. Uh, Dateline or American Idol or I don't know, whatever people watch these days. You know, and then uh, you know, before you know it, then your your, your night's yeah. gone. Yeah. But like, none of none of that stuff matters. It's like, okay, if you got your kids in sports, that's fine, but like, a, just a modicum of planning ahead to like, either pre-make a meal or start something while you're running around or, you know, whatever is going to be way healthier than you know, eating fast yeah, that, food. That food, that should be, you know, number one should be what you're putting in your body. <laughs> and number two is probably sleep. And then... Yeah, that's another big ex- one. Exercise. And if you cover those bases, you're going to be saving yourself a lot of money down the road, too, just with obesity and illnesses. So just planning. A little bit of planning, yeah. a little bit of inconvenience, but... Yeah, save your life. Americans hate it inconvenience, is though. It's very true. That's and the problem. And they're going to now. It's probably going to be way too distracting. I, um... Rocking no, I, I was standing in line to go up that elevator to that, that uh, monument. And there was these two... At least 300 pounders, 350 maybe, in front of me. I was like, I am not getting on the elevator with those people. (laughs) 
Yeah, I man, that's... That's like, hey, man, what's the rating on this thing? Probably 2,500 pounds. <laughs> and we've got uh, five other people in there, and then those two, and I'm doing the math. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm, I'm not doing it. I didn't. That's not very body I positive of you. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being a little fat, you know, whatever. But you get to that level, I, you know, I had a friend that used to say that. He's just like, every time I see an obese person, I just want to throw up. It's disgusting. I just want to go over and tell him. I'm like, that's eh, a little much, man. Just let live and let live. But when it comes home to, I don't want to die in a freaking elevator disaster. I get a little pissed off sometimes. <laughs> when I was when I was in the army, we used to have to practice, I don't know if you had to do this, but we'd have to practice like carrying your your body and all, because like, okay, if they get shot or whatever, you know, I've got to yep. practice carrying them out of there. And it sucked because in our platoons, like, we had some dudes that were pushing like three bills and, you know, like I was, you know, I worked out pretty frequently then. So I was like one of the stronger in our platoon. So I was like, you know, I guess I'll try to take, you know, one of these dudes. And like, I'm not lying, trying to like lift a 280 pound dude um, over your shoulders is not, it's not an easy task. That is definitely not OSHA approved. Yeah, it's it, it was <laughs> yeah. know, it was rough, yeah. and it's just like, dude, like these guys are like defending the country, and like these are the t like half of COVID. Like if you would have said, you know, make sure you get vitamin D, you know, go outside, um, eat healthy. The fact that the FDA just released a new like food pyramid thing and cereal which again is basically just chemicals and processed grains. The fact that that's supposedly healthier than oh, steak, get out of here, dude. I know, cereal, it's just death. That's get out of here. Eat, eat, people need to eat red meat, uh, white meat, fish, eat that, eat grains and, and greens, um, in a more limited supply, and you'll be I, fine. If you look at the countries, they always talk about like the Mediterranean diet, but then they talk about these blue zones as well. You look at uh, specifically Asian countries, you know what they're doing? If you just eat a little bit of meat, I'm, I'm not saying a lot of meat's going to hurt you, but you know, some people say that you know, it might cause colon cancer, whatever. I don't think meat's bad for you in any way, but if you just eat like a think no. of a stir fry just some rice some meat some vegetables you're gonna be set you're gonna be a-okay but yeah i think you could just eat straight steak and maybe a little bit of vegetables and you'd be fine but just stay away from the damn grains because that's sugar like wheat wheat when it's turned into flour yeah. is one small step away from straight sugar you just you just look at everything they, yeah. everything. You look at like the, a tomato sauce or something. It's got a ton of added sugar in it. They're they're trying to kill us with sugar, man. They're trying real hard. It's they working. are. 
they are. You know, maybe de Blasio was on to something when he was banning uh, giant sodas in New York. Like, he couldn't get 44 you know, ounces I, in New York. I, I hate to say I agree with the sentiment, but I don't agree with the tactics, because then you just get multiples. It's, it's just silly, but... Yeah, I don't think you should, like, full-on ban anything, but... I mean, also, just... And, okay, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm like the paragon of fitness or anything. But, yeah, I mean, just stay away from the soda. Stay away from processed things. You know, if, if we as a society could make like Nabisco and Nestle go out of business, the world would be so much healthier and better. It's a great note to end on. I'd love to keep talking, but this piano, I'm sure, <laughs> is just driving people nuts. Driving you nuts. Oh, oh, so can, good. You, can you hear it? Because I mean, I can hear it. Clear, so I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear it. All right. I'd love to keep That's going, right. but I, I got to do more research on the World Economic Forum. They're a shady bunch of characters. Yes. It, it's a deep rabbit hole to go down for sure. More time. podcasts and waste of time get out of here get out of here people you're wasting your life <laughs>